Using marijuana before the age of 25 could actually cause changes in our memory. That's because THC, the active chemical in weed, attaches to receptors in the hippocampus, the part of your brain that creates memories. Learn about marijuana at our website. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Have you ever wondered why the news plays the same five stories again and again? Let me give you a little hint. Brainwashing and repetition is the most basic form of brainwashing. Join me as we look at the news cycle and talk about why the mainstream media is so gutless and afraid to report the truth. Welcome to Troubled Minds News. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and this is the show where the conspiracy is the news. And of course, you know what that means is that uh, they're trying to lie to us. They're trying to trying to spin things. They're trying to withhold information. They're trying to make us believe a world that actually doesn't really exist. What's up, Jay, in New York? I see you there, buddy. How are you? And uh, that's that's really what uh, this show's kind of about. It's not... Uh, uh, once again, I, I don't even believe in truth anymore. I think truth is a slippery fish, as I've always said, and that um, you know our objective reality is uh, really not objective at all because humans are incapable of uh, perceiving the universe as an objective reality, in my opinion. And so uh, the, basically the powers that be know this. And they're they're using their powers to, uh, uh, you know, the, the the meaning their billions of dollars, the billionaires out there, which we're going to get to some billionaires tonight today, uh, as we talk about uh, the news because uh, there's some funny news about uh, a particular billionaire. But um, the the billionaires, basically the powers that be, the technocrats, you know who they are, the the folks that have been, uh, you know, uh, lying, cheating, and stealing for a very long time, uh, building, uh, amassing huge amounts of wealth, uh, getting away with. Uh, you know, uh, let's say digital murder, not murder itself. Maybe some of them do, but, uh, you know, like actually pulling things out of, uh, well, uh, pulling rabbits out of their hats that they shouldn't be doing. Uh, one, one unscrupulous thing after another builds you billions, doesn't it? And so that's really what this is about. Uh, it is in, in us paying attention to where these news cycles are, uh, what the information is, what they're trying to make us believe. And that's, and I, and I truly believe that therein is where you can derive a notion closer to the truth of what's going on closer to the truth. See what I said? I don't believe there's a truth. That's why, that's why it's important to me to not be trying to tell you guys what I think the truth is or, you know, really push a narrative super hard because 
I don't know, uh, you know, so and not only that, whatever I believe to be true now in six months may or may not be true. Right. So there's that. There's all that. But anyway, so that's what the show's about. We uh, we started this show as a Troubled Minds radio and we used to do a new segment on there and it was basically uh, just you know, it got larger and larger because there's so much to talk about. We, you know, on Troubled Minds Radio, we do aliens, conspiracy, paranormal, and that stuff. But uh, on this particular show, uh, we had a new segment there that just got longer and longer and longer because there's so much, like, compelling conspiracy-type tinfoil hat-style news out there that's just in your face, which which is just shocking and surprising to me that people just don't get that the world is not as they're trying to tell us it is. And so that's what this show's about. What's up, guys? I see in the chat. Thanks for showing up. Uh, that's what's up. So what we're going to do today is what we always do is uh, we're going to just uh, go through some of the quick hit news stories of some of the stuff going on in the world. And uh, as always, we're taking your phone calls. We do this uh, live to include you because that's part of the conversation, right? Like I always say, you can't have a conversation with one person. It's got to be with two and, uh, well, at least two. And uh, there you go. So if you want to be part of the show, we're going to put the phone number up, 702-957-1037, troubledminds.org. You can click the Discord link and join the show that way as well. And uh, we'll put you on the show. Uh, 702 is a Las Vegas area code. That's where we're streaming from, of course. And uh, we have troubledminds.org for the Discord, which is for, uh, it's actually better quality than a telephone, which uh, which is amazing, right? <laughs> which is amazing. Uh, the world is a changing it's a change in place and uh yeah so that's what's up so we're going to get right to the news and we are taking your phone calls if you have thoughts on this stuff so let's go let us do it let's get this out of the way we don't need that currently uh we need this here we go all right so let's start with this now uh the elephant in the room is that uh facebook is uh has been down for a, a large part of today and uh i find that interesting and uh funny <laughs> because uh, as many of you know i loathe the facebook i think they're one of the most garbage companies in the world uh, i think they're as unscrupulous as anybody mark zuckerberg is a slime ball and uh that's just the way it is right uh they they once again it's always the same thing isn't it it's always rules for thee but not for me that's what all the technocrats are all about right they want to make sure us plebs, us useless eaters, the unwashed masses, they want to make sure that this particular group of people, the people without power and influence, they want to make sure that it stays that way. Okay. And uh, they do it by limiting competition, of course, because if you, if, if you can gain a movement on their platform, then they could just turn it off tomorrow. Click. Shut up, Michael Strange. Uh, we don't want to hear this stuff because, well, you're uh, making people believe a, a certain type of reality doesn't exist. And what that means is their reality, what they're trying to tell you. See, they're the ones trying to push a false narrative and they're pissed off that people get in the way of it. I'm not trying to push a false narrative. I'm just saying, hey, guys, look, that is a false narrative. You see, there's a huge difference here. Anyway, let's read, uh, listen to some of this. This is from uh, YouTube, and this was uh, shared in our Discord. If you haven't joined the Discord, you guys are missing out. Come say hi to the smart people that share all kinds of information. There was a good conversation in there this morning and this early afternoon, and it revolved around this. Let's see what C CBS had to say about this this morning. Back to one of our top stories now, a former Facebook employee who leaked thousands of documents to journalists is speaking out. She claims to have given the Securities and Exchange Commission thousands of pages of Facebook's internal research. She sat down with Scott Pelley in a new 60 Minutes interview to explain what she witnessed during her time at the company. You have your phone. You might see only 100 pieces of content if you sit and scroll off for, you know, five minutes. 
But Facebook has thousands of options it could show you. How Facebook is picking out that content today is it is optimizing for content that gets engagement or reaction. But its own research is showing that content that is hateful, that is divisive, that is polarizing, it's easier to inspire people to anger than it is to other emotions. Misinformation, angry content yeah. is enticing to people and keep, enticing. keeps them on the platform. Yes. Facebook has realized that if they change the algorithm to be safer, people will spend less time on the site, they'll click on less ads, they'll make less money. No shit, right? We've been saying this for a very long time. Remember, I always talk about engagement algorithms, engagement algorithms. And what that means is they want to piss you off because if they piss you off, you type something. You want to type on the Internet. You want to tell, tell that person on the Internet they're wrong. And that's the emotion they're going after. That's what Facebook has always been about. And they've been very good at covering up. But if you pay attention, you don't have to be a whistleblower and work for Facebook or read their internal memos or any of the rest of that. You just have to pay attention. Pay attention to what's going on. And again, right, like I said, maybe many, maybe people, maybe many people don't know that they're actively censoring people in, in large amounts. Uh, and not only for political reasons, for just, uh, again, uh, like a show like us, where we're, we're talking about aliens, conspiracy, and the paranormal. I mean, how is that dangerous to democracy, right? How is that dangerous to, I mean, I'm sure you could get some jerk make a case. But it's basically telling ghost stories on the Internet, right? Like, how dangerous is that? It's, uh, it's, it's adults getting together and kind of telling, you know, uh, like Einstein said, that, you know, that, that uh, adults also need uh, some sort of, uh, you know, fairy tales uh, to, to jump around in our brain. Because if we don't have it, right, we, we turn into uh, stiffs, robots, just, uh, you know, uh, soulless individuals. We need, we need a little bit of a tickle in our brain as well. Uh, but so point being is that uh, all this stuff, all this Facebook stuff here, is, uh, it's, it's been happening. It's clear and obvious to anybody that pays attention, but uh, there's so many people that, uh, you know, see Facebook as a tool. They, you know, it's how they connect with their friends and all the rest of this. Um, and that's how you do it, right? If you want to, if you want a uh, social media presence, just get on there and start fights with people. Just pick fights and uh, you'll get engagement, engagement, right? And that's the term. And once you're engaging, uh, <laughs> right, by pissing people off with uh, division rhetoric, uh, just like all the rest of the media and all that bullshit. Like I always say, is, is it's all fake and upside down, and it's all concocted to make you hate me and to make me hate you, and that's what it's about, right? That's really what this is about. So I think it's funny that we have a Facebook whistleblower, and again, this is this is the craziest part about this. This is gonna this is gonna come out. She's gonna talk about this stuff. She's gonna say all the terrible things that we already know. She's gonna confirm them, and then guess what? This is gonna go away. This was on sixty minutes last night, and this story is gonna go away. Do you know why? Because Mark Zuckerberg has billions of dollars because he can pay some of these news, news, uh, news, uh, uh, aggregators. He could pay, he could pay all, all kinds of people off to just shut up, to just shut the hell up and not report fake, uh, you know, fake news against Facebook. Anyway, let's read, uh, listen to just a little bit more of this. We'll jump into the articles and keep talking about this. What's up guys. I see you there. Uh, uh Axel Night Stalker. Who else is here? James Ailey Nichan, Jay in New York. What's up guys. I see you there. All right. Let's, uh, let's listen to just a little bit more of this in the no shit, no shit Sherlock realm, Facebook and its engagement algorithms. 
For more on this, we want to bring in Axios media reporter Sarah Fisher. Really good to see you, Sarah. Facebook responded to this, saying in part, look, they are making improvements. They are trying to put a lid on misinformation. Why is the whistleblower coming forward now, do you think? Well, I think for one, she wanted to wait a few months until she could gather enough so that the public would actually believe her when she came forward. So that's why you took her these few months after she had departed. She wanted to make sure she had it and then get it out. But I think the reason she's coming forward, Emory, she said, is because she's worked in Silicon Valley her entire career. She was at companies like Google, Yelp, and Pinterest. And she says that what she saw at Facebook was so dramatically worse than what she'd seen at any other tech company in her career. It was far more egregious. And for that, she felt a need, a civic duty to come forward. Okay, back to the civic duties to come forward. Okay, uh, in any case, uh, this this goes on. This is a nice five minute. I, I've already linked it. Uh, here we go. Let's continue, shall we? Uh, Facebook basically is a bunch of bullshit, and uh, they you know they rig the game. The rules for thee, not for me. Uh, that whole bit, and uh, it continues. Right. So here's the the actual CNN article, which is of course the most trusted source in news. We already know this. Uh, Facebook whistleblower revealed on sixty minutes says the company prioritized profit over public good and exactly that's exactly what we're talking about here is that uh right when and they're calling people like me terrorists right that like they're limiting the reach of the work that that the hard work that has been done over years here uh with this show with the other show with all the different things i'm always working on right me me personally my own blood sweat and tears right to make all this shit happen you grow an audience and then they turn it off they flip a switch overnight and so uh i think facebook gets uh, all the things they deserve when people quit using it, when people uh, are, are coming out with stuff like this. It, it's uh, Facebook is not they are on my shit list because they're liars. They're thieves, right? They want it. They want to take from you and they want to take from you again and then make you uh, what uh, rage quit. Well, congratulations. You win Facebook. I rage quit. Uh, so anyway, uh, prior prioritizing profit over the public good. And think about that. Could you probably say that about many huge corporations, many huge conglomerates, uh, most of the media, right? I mean, that's what they do. That's what they do. They could give a shit about like, uh, uh, what, what is it? Uh, the New York uh, Washington Post says, the democ- uh, what is it? Democracy dies in darkness is their, their tagline. Do you really think they give a shit about that? I don't. <laughs> I don't. I think they give a shit about uh, pushing their agenda, making money, and uh, really just uh, you know using the newspaper as a as a powerful tool to silence critics. I think that's what they do. And um, anyway, so let's continue, shall we? There's more. And uh, with with more of this, which is fantastic, Facebook goes. Uh, what's up, V Bro? I see there. Uh, Facebook does this. Um, yep, today. Facebook is back online after a massive outage that also took down Instagram, WhatsApp, Messenger, and Oculus. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. Well, screw off Facebook. We'll just call this the uh, the Troubled Minds News Screw Off Facebook Edition because, yeah, uh, Facebook eat shit. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, so here we go. Networking issues took the sites down just before noon Eastern Standard Time. Yep, just as Facebook's Antigone Davis was live on CNBC Defense 
representing the company over a whistleblower's accusations and its handling of research data suggesting Instagram is harmful to teens. Uh, more no shit, Sherlock. Of course it is. Uh, its entire network of services suddenly went offline. The, outra- the, uh, the <laughs> outrage, the outage started just before noon Eastern Standard Time, and it took nearly six hours before it was resolved. This is the worst outage for Facebook since a 2019 incident took its site offline for more than 24 hours as the downtime hit hardest on the small businesses and creators who rely on these services for their income. Oh, is that what they do? I see. After failing all tests for most of the day, a test of ISP DNS servers via DNSChecker.org showed most of them successfully finding a route to Facebook at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Within a few minutes, we were able to start using Facebook and Instagram normally. However, it may take time for the DNS fixes to reach everyone. And uh, this just happened. This literally just just came back online in the uh, in the, the last uh, few, few the, let's say the last hour here. So this is a brand new uh, pipe and hot news just just hit and uh, basically like I said Facebook can well uh, <laughs> uh, for lack of a better term and because I'm um, especially bitter uh, they can die in a grease fire Facebook the, co- the corporation not the people the, the, the corporation I'd be very happy to watch that corporation die in a grease fire all right it's finally time to start firing up the grill from city to shore Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season download the Acme app the shop for this season's essentials any way you want open the Acme app clip your deals then order your items online an experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries bag your order and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. So uh, anyway, uh, there you go. If you want Michael Strange to be mean, I've done it. I've done it. Oops, there's the wrong button. All right, so let's go. Let's keep on trucking. Uh, actually, let's hear a word from our sponsor, which is you. Also, if you want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link at troubledminds.org. And here we go. Are you digging the show? If so, you can support us quite easily and at no additional cost to you if you already have an Amazon Prime account. Since we stream on Twitch every day, all you have to do is link your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account, and they give you free games on a monthly basis for your personal use, and also a bonus $5 a month to send to your favorite streamer as a way to bring more people to Twitch. And all you have to do is sync up to two accounts and click subscribe. Thanks for considering us. 
All right, let's keep on trucking. We got sciencealert.com here. This is uh, this one's pretty cool. Uh, as always, you guys know me. I kind of like the space news and the science news and stuff because it's a, a little bit more difficult to politicize it. And this is how news should be done, in my opinion, because, well, you shouldn't have to politicize everything. And uh, if you turn on, again, Sean Hannity or Don Lemon or any of those assholes, you will find out very quickly that they don't do any of this type of stuff because you can't easily politicize, well, uh, this extraordinary gamma ray burst likely came from something much closer to earth go ahead and politicize that how do you spin it lefty righty or somewhere in between uh that's right you can't you can't if you have a way and you know how to uh spin this into uh political drama well i'd love to know because maybe i'm just not that imaginative uh anyway so this is by michelle star october 4th 2021 which uh correct me if i'm wrong is today as you know me i like piping hot news and that's what we're doing so uh here we go one of the things is gauge gauging distances that's difficult to do in space especially for random transient transient flashes of light and now one of those transient flashes interpreted as a possible burst of gamma radiation from 13.4 billion light years across the universe has been unmasked uh in two new separate papers uh, uh, that's not what i meant two new papers separate teams of astronomers have found that the flash called a gnz11 flash is from something much closer to home namely it was sunlight reflecting off a bit of discarded rocket in earth orbit what in the world are you shitting me think about that imagine if all the gamma ray bursts were junk floating around <laughs> in our atmosphere or just outside of it uh, get the shit out of here people and then one in one paper a team led by astrophysicist charles steinhardt of the university of copenhagen's niels bohr institute in denmark ruled it was more likely that the signal originated within the solar system in the second paper a team led by astronomer michael Michalowski of the adam mikowitz university in poland traced it to a piece of space junk in the vicinity of the flash the discarded breeze m upper stage of a russian proton rocket yep meanwhile the original team that reported gnz 11 flash and speculated that it may be a gamma ray burst led by astronomer lin ha jiang of the cavill institute for astronomy and astrophysics in china i'm going to just stop reading the uh, the schools that people are from because they're all like 10 words long and i can't pronounce any of the words but uh, has struck uh, stuck by their conclusion that the signal came from much farther away. Now, quote, this is a typical problem in astronomy. It's difficult to measure distances, Mikulowski told Science Alert. An object with a given recorded brightness may be a faint nearby object or a luminous distant object. In both cases, they would appear equally bright for us. The object in question turned out to be a very nearby piece of space junk, but its brightness was equally compatible with the huge stellar explosion at the edge of the observable universe okay so what do we have we have a huge explosion right at the edge of the visible universe or we have a piece of space junk floating around <laughs> just outside of earth uh right you see you see the problem here you couldn't those two things couldn't be farther realities apart and well uh astronomers don't know which is which <laughs> uh well politicize that i guess uh point being is that uh this is uh this is this is hot this is cool this is amazing imagine if uh it was one of those situations where like i said all all maybe maybe not all but many of the gamma ray bursts are from junk floating around the earth 
Yeah. Uh, speaking of junk floating around the earth, uh, I shouldn't say that because Will Shatner is a, a fine fellow. Uh, William Shatner, age 90, is going to space on a Blue Origin spacecraft. So that's the junk I was referring to, the Blue Origin spacecraft, because, well, Jeff Bezos, I'll just stop there. Uh, William Shatner is boldly going where Jeff Bezos has gone before. Oh, so clever. On Monday, Bezos' commercial uh, spaceflight venture, Blue Origin, announced that the Star Trek actor will fly to space on board the company's new Shepard spacecraft on October 12th. Joining him will be Audrey Powers, the company's vice president of mission and flight operations, along with crewmates Chris Boschusian and Glenn DeVries. Uh, I said that poorly, probably. That's okay. At 90 years old, Shatner will be the oldest person to fly to space. Quote, I have heard about space for a long time now, Shatner said in a news release. I'm taking the opportunity to see it for myself. What? A miracle. There it is. Shatner is best known for his run as Captain Kirk on the original Star Trek series, and he later played Sergeant T.J. Hooker in the eponymous series. Nowadays, he's become something of a living meme, due in part to his musical career in which he delivers theatrical spoken word versions of popular songs, including Bob Dylan's Mr. Tambourine Man and Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, Yeah, if you guys haven't heard that stuff, it's on YouTube and it's hilarious. Uh, But uh, yeah, I mean, this is cool, right? I mean, who, who, who else deserves to go uh, I think we should should send Mark Hamill up there with him, right? Let's uh, let's do before you know he's ninety years old. Bill Shatner here, and uh, uh, hopefully he, uh, yeah, uh, you know, gives us uh, many more years of uh, healthy life because oh, Bill Shatner is a funny guy, and uh, hopefully we get him up there with uh, with Mark Hamill or somebody from the Star Wars universe. Let's make let's make real history that we care about, right? Uh, yeah, uh, who cares about Jeff Bezos going to space? That guy's an asshole. Uh, but anyway, uh, I digress. The Washington Post, democracy dies in darkness. If you see the top right there. Uh, yeah, there it is right there. Right there on top. You can't miss it. See that? Yeah, and uh, that's, that's how you uh, actually do, well, yeah, uh, politicize everything. What's up? Uh, we got uh, Fusion 360. We got uh, Rivers this year. What's happening, guys? I see you there. Thanks for showing up. What is going on? All right, so uh, let's continue, shall we? There's more. The Guardian. Oh, yeah. The Guardian. Uh, more fantastic journalism. One of my favorites. Uh, uh, the less most trusted source of news. <laughs> uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, Pandora Papers reveals South Dakota's role as a $367 billion tax haven. Well, uh, I know where I'm moving to. South Dakota, as it were. <laughs> Let's find out how they do this. Uh, yeah, some some trusts held in Midwestern state links to individuals or companies previously accused of misconduct overseas. Uh, yeah, okay. So South Dakota is sheltering billions of dollars in wealth, some linked to individuals and companies accused of financial crimes or serious wrongdoing, according to documents in the Pandora Papers. Isn't it nice how, like, every year couple years we have one of these leaks where it's like oh look all these like dirty like lying cheating criminal assholes are just dodging taxes like crazy and nobody really gives a shit it comes and goes from the news cycles and nobody really gives a damn except for us because we're getting destroyed in taxes the the little guys right but then this is what's happening here is that uh well uh what's happening here the file suggests the u.s midwestern state now rivals switzerland Panama, the Cayman Islands, and other famous tax havens as a premier venue for the international rich seeking to protect their assets from local taxes or the authorities. Yeah, cool, right? 
Wealthy foreign individuals and their families are moving millions of dollars to South Dakota trust funds, which enjoy some of the world's most powerful legal protections from taxes, creditors, and prying eyes. The U.S. has previously faced international criticism over the ease with which shell companies, which can be used to perpetrate tax fraud and financial crimes, can be incorporated in the state of Delaware. All right. So, well... I don't know. Don't get me started on taxes. You know how I like get tears, just big booger tears. I'm not going to do that. Uh, but remember, uh, so we had the, this is the Pandora Papers, which is a recent leak of all the rest of this stuff uh, about, you know, uh, the dark money flowing around the world and, you know, bottled up in tax havens all over the place, right? This is the type of stuff that's going on in the real world. And like I always say, uh, uh, what is what is a subjective reality? This is your real world, people. This is, this is the real world that... Uh, uh, they don't want you to know about because, well, uh, they want you and me to pay our taxes and uh, be afeared of the law. But uh, these assholes get to run around and just break the law with impunity as long as they send their check to their senators, right? And their house people well, at election time. And that's really what's going on here, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So the Pandora Papers. Okay. So the, the Pandora Papers is a leak of 11.9 million files from 14 different offshore service providers around the world. And they reveal how the U.S. is also emerging as a key location for trusts, which are typically used to shelter the personal wealth of super rich individuals rather than multinationals. And, uh, okay, and if you remember, so this is the Pandora Papers. Uh, there was one that was not maybe two years ago, the Panama Papers. You guys remember this? Same stuff, same exact stuff, different location, and uh, it, it, they know what's going on. And, and this is why, now this is, now this is part of the problem, okay? So instead of them knowing what's going on and like, you know, actually filing criminal complaints against these things and doing what they can internationally to, to push and make this stuff stop, or at least, right, be, be able to better track it, uh, well, what they're doing is, uh, again, like we said in the last news show on Friday, instead, Biden wants to track every, every $600 transaction that comes in and out of a bank, right? So instead of going after these assholes, they're going after us. They're making sure that we can't dodge taxes in any capacity whatsoever. That's how you track the banks, right? You think these these guys that have tons of money are like, uh, you know, going to be doing, you know, any kind of transactions that are traceable at all? No, of course not. They, they spend lots of money to avoid that. So who, who are they doing? As always, it's like this. It's like this. This is my opinion, of course, but I'm telling you how I think and why it really pisses me off. Tax-wise, they're taking the rich and saying, look, they're not paying their fair share. Government officials, House people, senators, people that have been in Congress for 30 or more years are saying this. Okay, but they've been in Congress for 30 or more years, and they can't even amend the tax loopholes to fix it. So instead, they're like, we're going to raise the taxes on the rich. But what do the rich do? They flee the fucking country. That's what they do. They take their millions and they're out. Why are they going to stay here and get brutalized in taxes? They're not. They're going to leave. So then what's left? A shortfall, right? Well, we, we decided we would have this many more trillions or billions or tens of billions or whatever in tax revenues. But since all of the rich people left, we're just going to jack up your taxes instead. See if I'm not right. That's my prediction for what's to come. But anyway, uh, if you're interested in this, the uh, Panama Papers are out. Oh, I'm sorry, not Panama. The What is this called? The uh, Pandora Papers are out, and um, that's what's happening here. So, yep, there we go. Let's keep on trucking. Uh, let's go to interesting engineering. Let's get off of the earth, and let's go outside of it because, well... Uh, the, the real earth pisses me off. Uh, interesting engineering reports this. A new theory indicates physical reality 
is just quantum mirrors. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. There may be no independent physical substance constitu- constituting our reality. Yep. Uh, there we go. Expecting objects to have their own independent existence, independent of us or any other objects, is actually a deep-seated assumption we make about the world. This assumption has its origin in the scientific revolution of the 17th century, and is part of what we call the me- me- what is this mechanistic? Oh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. How do I say this? Here we go. Let's uh, take Microsoft Mike see if this is working. Let's see. Uh, read aloud. Yeah, there we go. Mechanistic? Is that how you say this? Anyway, it's broken. It's broken. It, this doesn't work anymore. This used to work. Microsoft mic is broken. Oh, well. Uh, some things, some things uh, come to an end, and it's a shame. We'll have to just go with my, uh, my terrible pronunciations. All right, uh, there we go. So this worldview is responsible for much of our scientific advancement uh, since the 17th century. But as Italian physicist Carlo Rovelli argues in his new book, Helgoland quantum theory, the physical theory that describes the universe at the smallest scales, almost certainly shows this worldview to be false. Instead, Rovelli argues we should adopt a relational worldview. And yeah, well, okay. All right. Uh, what, uh, quantum theory, mirrors, I don't know. What does this say about reality? We, we did a show on this not too long ago, not this particular thing. Uh, but uh, it, is, it is cool how we're ahead of the game, isn't it? Maybe we should be uh, writing scientific papers because, yeah, why the hell not? But yeah, uh, is, is, uh, like I always say, uh, the, I, I don't believe there is an objective reality. I don't think humans are able to understand it. And uh, that's why we have this bastardized version, bastardized version of history and uh, of the news and everything everything else that's going on around us. So yeah, that's, uh, that's the way I see it. And, uh, I'm sticking to that. I'm sticking to that. Uh, somebody proved me wrong. I'm, I'm uh, speaking of proving me wrong. It's, this isn't a debate and it's just, uh, as you guys know, I get up here and I just talk and uh, you know, I've been criticized for being rambly and talking too fast and all kinds of other bullshit. And I don't care <laughs> to turn on something else. Uh, that, right. There's like, like there's not 10 million things for you to do right now. Uh, so that's why I'm honored by those of you that are here. Um, so, okay. But, uh, Let's, uh, let's keep on trucking uh, after a quick break. Uh, if you want to be part of the show and proving me wrong, or just call and say hi or anything else, you, you got it. 702-957-1037, troubledminds.org. Click the Discord link at the website, and the phone number is there as well. And by the way, that phone number is persistent. So if you're listening to one of these shows, uh, you're time traveling for you know listening to this moment uh, two days from now, and you have a thought on something, call. Leave a, leave a voicemail, and I'll start playing these things on the, uh, on the air. So, so um, just uh, clearly don't leave your phone number on there it will show up on the call screening thing so i'll have it if i need to call you back uh and uh just uh, just leave it to your first name and you know where you're calling from don't give me your last name any of that stuff uh, uh but yeah uh, do call and leave, leave us a voicemail and uh we'll, we'll play that stuff on the show 702-957-1037 troubleminds.org see i do talk fast and i do ramble proof is in the pudding but we're going to take a quick break this is troubled minds news i'm your host michael strange we will be right back all right, welcome back to Troubled Minds News. Let's keep on trucking, shall we? Vice.com reports this. Oh, Vice. Vice is one of those great, great, uh, uh, great, uh, uh, what, what, what's, what's vice vice is another of one of the most trusted source in news, right? Like CNN, kind of in that vein, uh, which means actually they're full of shit, but, uh, this is pretty awesome company that routes billions of text messages quietly says it was hacked. Let's quietly say this. Shh. Ever so quietly. 
we don't want everybody to know that everything's been hacked because that's not the world we live in. You know what I'm saying? Everything's been hacked. Everything's been hacked. Yep, that's right. A company that is a critical part of the global telecommunications infrastructure used by AT&T, T-Mobile, Verizon, and several others around the world, such as Vodafone and China Mobile, quietly disclosed that hackers, get this, were inside its systems for years impacting more than 200 of its clients and potentially millions of cell phone users worldwide. I'll read that part again. Hackers were inside its systems for years, for years. Yeah. Years. (laughs) This is what I'm saying. Uh, There's this, uh, right. There's this entire industry, right. That's built on cybersecurity. All right. Well, I'm sorry to say, uh, it's kind of like, it's, it's voodoo. All right. It's kind of like medical billing. It's voodoo, right? They're like, ah, well, how much can we throw numbers in the air and say, we're going to charge $220,000 for this simple surgery when that simple surgery, you know, clearly can't even cost that amount of money. That's astronomically absurd. But if they say that they're justifying the high cost of healthcare, right? Wink, wink. Well, very similar in this case. Uh, I lost my train of thought because I talked about healthcare, but okay. Uh, point being, oh, back to cybersecurity, same thing, right? They have this whole industry. Cybersecurity is like, oh, we're we're just keeping the hackers out. We're keeping the hackers out. We're keeping the hackers out. It's our whole job. Nine to five, 40 hours a week. We keep the hackers out. Cybersecurity, right? We stay up, stay up, stay up on top of everything by updating the software. We update the firmware. We update the firmware. We keep the hackers out. But the hackers have been in for years, <laughs> years to one of the largest companies in the world, billions of text messages. And uh, yeah, anyway, uh, the company Cineverse revealed in a file filing dated September 27th with the U.S. Security and Exchange Commission that an unknown individual or organization gained unauthorized access to databases within its network on several occasions, and that login information allowing access to or from its electronic data transfer EDT environment was compromised for approximately 235 of its customers. Mm, do, you, do you buy that? Now, this is what I'm saying. This is the craziest part about this. Every time this happens, they always minimize it. They say, oh, well, the hackers were in for like six or eight months. And the, the, the issue is, the good news is the hackers weren't actually able to access social security numbers and bank account numbers because we have that, you know, separate. That's actually secure. So that the hackers weren't actually able to get into that. They were just able to get, you know, your name and your address, right? This is the type of shit they always say. This is like, these are the PR firms that come out and represent these assholes. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They got this, but not that. They've been in there for years. Okay. So clearly they're data mining something that's valuable and you think they want your, you know, your pet's name. You think, you think that's the valuable stuff they're after? Of fucking course not. Come on people. All right. Anyway, a former Cineverse employee who worked at the EDT systems told Motherboard that those systems have information on all types of call records. Uh, Cineverse repeatedly declined to answer specific questions from Motherboard about the scale of the breach and what specific data was affected. But according to a person who works at a telephone carrier, whoever hacked Cineverse could have had access to metadata such as length and cost, caller and receiver's numbers, the location of the parties in the call, as well as the content of SMS text messages, which is basically everything. But then look at the statement. Uh, They said that uh, an individual or organization gained unauthorized access 
to databases within its network on several occasions and that login information allowing access to or from its EDT environment was compromised for approximately 235 of its customers. Now, 235 customers means what? What does it mean? It means Verizon, AT&T, right? It means T-Mobile. It means all of the largest telecoms in the world. Think about that. 235 of its customers. How many billions of people you think? Are affected by this <laughs> anyway uh blah 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 uh, I, I hate to say i told you so but i told you so um there's no such thing as cybersecurity. it's a it's a it's voodoo and uh well uh, we may as well just have everything open uh, you want access here's the access yeah uh, uh here we, all right let's continue what's up <laughs> nice stalker says yeah we can't hack any important secrets from the elites but here's every single nude uh, single celebrity's pro private nude photos exactly and that's the world we live in that's exactly the world we live in we can't find the assholes that are hiding their money offshore but here you go here's uh here's nude pics of j-law right go go, go after it guys uh, again again right Right. Think. And again, not only that, uh, remember the Bitcoin stuff where the FBI just took that Bitcoin back on that pipeline ransom where they paid four million in Bitcoin and Bitcoin's supposed to be like Western Union. You send it. It doesn't come back. Right. But somehow the FBI had a refund button and they sent it. They sent the four billion dollar ransom for the pipeline uh, four million. I'm sorry, not billion. And then they uh, were able to re- get it refunded. How? How does that work? How does that work? Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, let's go to fizz.org. This is a uh, Mars surface shaped by fast and furious floods from overflowing craters. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here we go. More water on Mars. More water on Mars. And uh, we talk about this all the time because, uh, well, there's probably life on Mars, right? I think that's the, that's my take anyway, is that uh, there's probably life up there. What capacity? I don't know. But, well, and, and flowing water. Flowing, flowing rivers, as it were. <laughs> there you go. Shout out. On Earth, river erosion is usually a slow-going process. But on Mars, massive floods from overflowing crater lakes had an outsized role in shaping the Martian surface, carving deep chasms and moving vast amounts of sediment, according to a new study led by researchers at the University of Texas at Austin. The study, published September 29th in Nature, found that the floods, which probably lasted mere weeks, eroded more than enough sediment to completely fill Lake Superior and Lake Ontario. Uh, If we think about how sediment was being moved across the landscape on ancient Mars, lake breach floods were a really important process globally, said lead author Tim Gouge, an assistant professor at the UT Jackson School of Geosciences. And this is a bit of a surprising result because they've been thought of as one-off anomalies for so long. Uh, Crater lakes were common on Mars billions of years ago when the red planet had liquid water on its surface. Some craters could hold a small sea's worth of water, but when the water became too much to hold, it would breach the edge of the crater, causing catastrophic flooding that uh, carved river valleys in its wake. A 2019 study led by Gouge determined that these events happened rapidly. Remote sensing images taken by satellites orbiting Mars have allowed scientists to study the remains of breached Martian crater lakes. Uh, However, crater lakes and their river valleys have mostly been studied on an individual basis, Gouge said. This is the first study to investigate how the 262 breached lakes across the red planet shaped the Martian surface as a whole. Yeah, and there you go. I think that's a pretty fantastic look at the uh, uh, the, the dealio there. Uh, river says David Bowie said so. So, uh, yeah, Mars Rivers. That's, uh, that's, that's a new name. Mars Rivers Fox. What's up? Uh, Gibby says definitely life on Mars. I agree. I agree. I think that uh, we're... Uh, science is uh, dragging its feet uh, trying to trying to say this, but 
they're, they're, they've been hinting it for quite a long time, haven't they? The methane on Mars and all the rest of this stuff. It sure hints at some life going on up there. But anyway, I digress. And uh, yeah, new nickname. It's Mars Rivers Fox. There it is. All right. So uh, let's keep on trucking. Because we'll, if you're going to have rivers anywhere, that's amazing. It may as well be Mars, right? May as well be Mars. All right. You want to talk about ridiculous stuff. Yeah, Ash is there. Yeah, Ash will send us a a a, a a a what do you call it? A communication from Mars, and we'll find out. We'll find out. We'll actually find out if the, these scientists are right on. We'll just ask Ash. All right, this is from Axios.com, which is another trash website. These guys, uh, these guys are just over and over again, just full of crap. Uh, just FYI, but you guys knew this. Now, Axios says this. Now, this is hilarious. Think think about this. Think about the ridiculousness of this, guys. The coin that could avert a federal debt default. And this is, this is what they're talking about. This is like the things that are happening in the political world. And uh, now you tell me. You tell me <laughs> how amazing this sounds. An increasingly vocal chorus of commentators is saying that the U.S. Treasury should hashtag mint the coin. Which means issue a small platinum token give it a face value of $1 trillion and deposit it at the Federal Reserve. You catch that? Take one little coin, say it's worth a trillion dollars, and then deposit it at the Federal Reserve, right? How would this fix anything, you ask? Well, these stupid people think it will. Why it matters, the gambit, if successful, would prevent the potentially catastrophic debt default that, thanks to congressional transients on both sides of the aisle, is looming fast. The big picture is this. When a U.S. Treasury secretary is tasked with averting a fast-looming potential cataclysm, she has to consider all possible options, even those that seem bizarre at first light. The Treasury has reportedly considered and rejected the platinum coin idea, but then again, Treasury Secretary Robert Rubin said in 1995 that using the Exchange Stabilization Fund to bail out Mexico would be impossible. He ended up doing exactly that just a few weeks later. How it works. The Fed, once given this trillion-dollar coin, would credit Treasury's account with $1 trillion that would not count towards the national debt. Oh, I see. So we're going to make this phony-ass coin, we're going to cook the books, and then we're going to say, well, now, uh, yeah, get the fuck out of here, people. Are you kidding me? How is this going to change a damn thing? You know what's going to happen? Somebody's going to lift that coin. Somebody's going to steal that coin, and, uh, well, <laughs> they're going to try and cash it in a casino or some shit. Watch. Uh, how it works. Yeah, okay. Uh, once uh, would credit, okay, the scheme looks legally feasible, though it would surely be challenged in the courts. Polit politically, however, it looks like a non-starter. Okay, well, that's good. The Democratic Party is capable of raising the debt ceiling through the reconciliation process, but refuses to do so for, for political reasons. They want Republicans to grapple with the fiscal reality of the bills they've already passed. Blah, blah, blah. More partisan bullshit, a trillion dollar coin, and this is how they're going to fix things, right? They're going to fix this shit with a stupid... Like, the, the, these are the type of ideas, instead of actually fixing things that are broken in this world, oh, I don't know, like the tax structure that is grotesquely unfair for working people, or how about this? How about the healthcare system where they have voodoo billing? Like I said, those are the two things that piss me off the most. Those are the two things that need to be fixed incredibly fast. And these idiots are like, oh, I know. Let's mint a trillion dollar coin. That'll change things. Get out of here. Get get out of here. You people are dumb, dumb, dumb. The political people, not you people listening. The political people. Uh, oh, oops. I should have actually included this with the other Pandora Papers bit. Uh, actually, hold on. Let's do this. I think there's one here. Hold on. Where is it? 
where did I get the, the Putin one? No. Okay, we're going to go with this. This is from CNN.com. This is more about that Pandora Papers bit. And uh, here we go. Uh, so five takeaways from the Pandora Papers, right? So, so they have uh, dirt on uh, basically the elite, like rich and powerful people all over the damn world in these papers, right? Uh, so here we go. Jordanian King Abdullah II purchased 14 homes worth more than $106 million in the UK and United States through front companies registered in tax havens. The properties include apartments central in London and Washington, D.C., according to the group. Let's skip to the next one. Kenyan President Uhuru Kenyatta. According to the ICIJ, Kenyan President Uhuru Kenyatta's family has been accumulating a fortune in offshore tax havens for decades. The Pandora Papers show the family owned at least seven entities based in the British Virgin Islands and Panama, two well-known tax havens, the ICIJ said. Yeah, no shit, right? Uh, this, is, this is exactly the world we live in, guys. This continues. Czech Prime Minister Andrei Babis. The ICIJ report claims the populist prime minister of the Czech Republic secretly moved $22 million through offshore companies to purchase an estate on the French Riviera in 2009 before he entered politics. Because, of course, that would be politically, um, well, bad, right? If you're ha- you had all this rich stuff all over the place, or a place in the French Riviera and all this other shit, they'd be like, this guy's not, he's not a populist dude. This guy's an asshole. He's another elite asshole moving money around secretly through this these back channels, right? Yeah, well, again, welcome to the real world. Ex-British Prime Minister Tony Blair. All right. Former UK Prime Minister Tony Blair and his wife, Cherie Blair, Avoided paying £312 or $423,000 in stamp duty, a tax on property purchases, when they bought a townhouse in London, the BBC reported. The building now houses a Sherry Blair's law firm. $423,000 in taxes, guys. $423,000. And they just went, meh. They dodged it. Yep. Okay. There you go. There's a, there's five takeaways in very notable, powerful people all over the world. And uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. A very polite list. Exactly. There's going to be a ton more people there that are, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, we're, uh, we're going to take a quick. All right. So I'm going to actually read this next commercial. I'm going to make it up on the fly anyway. Uh, so if you've subbed up to the channel, you guys know the deal. If you want to support the show, you can do it for free through Amazon Prime. Uh, not free. You've already paid for it. It's like a benefit of having Amazon Prime itself. Uh, so all you need to do is uh, sync up the two channels, Amazon Prime to your Twitch account, and then each month you actually have to re-enable the to send. It sends two dollars and forty nine cents to me, two dollars and forty nine cents. So it is it is very small, but again, if we get a lot of people doing it, it adds up. So I appreciate each and every one of you. Like I said, it's no skin off your back, other than a few minutes to set it up the first time. Uh, Fusion three sixty and I thank you for for subbing up. We set it up. Uh, uh, I helped them set it up uh, not too long ago, a few days back. So if you guys need help uh, figuring that out it's not too hard once you know where to go what which buttons to push super simple but the thing to know if you did sub up to the channel uh you do have to re re uh sub up each month because it, it does expire every 30 days so there we go there's the uh the second blah blah let's keep on trucking all right now here's the uh i don't know like i think elon musk is just um just so far ahead of the curve that um this guy is yeah uh, uh, I'll, uh, I'll link this in a sec cause I just messed up my link. Actually, I think I can do this, refresh it. 
I think this. Yeah, that'll work. Okay. All right. So here's the deal. This is a uh, Elon Musk. I tell you what. Like he's got he's got troll culture down. Like he can troll and change um, change you know change like a market with just a damn tweet, like a troll tweet. It's crazy. Uh, but Grimes, uh, who of course is his uh, his uh, uh, BFF, his uh, his, uh, the, his uh, baby mama or <laughs> whatever they call. I don't know. Uh, whatever. Uh, Grimes is his main squeeze, and Grimes uh, trolls the paparazzi with communist manifesto as she confirms she's still living with Elon Musk. And uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I, 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 uh, I actually, I skipped. I, I did the wrong one first. Let's do this one first. So it is a troll, but check this out. This was yesterday. This was, uh, this made, this, this is making headlines, right? Grimes reads Karl Marx after splitting with Elon Musk. Okay. And this was uh, yesterday. Grimes recently split with Elon Musk. His $200 billion net worth makes him the richest person in the world, right? And there's a, there's a photograph of her actually sitting there reading the Communist Manifesto by Karl Karl Marx. Yep. Uh, anyway, so uh, Grimes was spotted Friday reading the fa- famous anti-capitalist work. Despite recently dating Musk, whose net worth of $200 billion makes him currently the richest person on earth. Uh, the Grimes spotting marks her first public appearance since her split with Musk. Video showed the Canadian musician strolling through the Los Angeles streets, flipping through Marx's most famous work less than one week after she and Tesla and SpaceX founder and CEO ended their relationship. So there you go. Uh, that's news, right? That's news. Uh, but no, uh, it's not. She was trolling. Grimes trolls paparazzi with communist manifesto. She confirms she's still living with Elon Musk. And this is what I'm saying, right? This, this, this is your media for you, right? She, like, she knew that she gets so much paparazzi attention that she could just go out and read this book in public and there would be uh, pictures of published of her and uh, all kinds of like, uh, oh boy, she's a Marxist and all this other shit, right? Now, she may be, I don't know. But this, this is news, guys. This is news. And this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> because everybody reports on this. And, uh, yeah, uh, there you go. Night Stalker has it right. I'm not a big reality TV show guy, but I would have watched the hell out of a Musk and Grimes show to be a fly on that creepy wall. Yeah, right? There's some weirdness going on with this. But, but yeah, uh, point being, you know, uh, I, think that, I think it's a solid troll. I think it's a solid troll. Uh, they picked up on it, didn't they? they? The media picked up on it and ran with it. And we're talking about it because... Get out of here, guys. Get out of here. This is not news. Oh, geez. Anyway, let's go to uh, Discover Magazine. Now, this one's pretty hot. We may do a show on this this week, uh, which there's a, this kind of has a nice lead into a lot of things with uh, Lemuria and maybe Atlantis and things like this, which we've talked about kind of in the periphery in the past, but not really uh, recently. It's been a long, long time. So I think maybe it's time to recircle. And we got a nice uh, actual article in the news. So this is from discovermagazine.com. Headline is this. What? If we aren't the first advanced civilization on Earth, I like it. I like it. If our planet hosted an industrial species before humans, the Silurian hypothesis asks, how would we know? I like it. Yeah, Earth scientists at the turn of the century, Gavin Schmidt among them, were enthralled by a 56 million year old settlement of geologic history known as the Paleocene-Eocene Thermal Maximum, the PETM. What most intrigued them was its resemblance to our own time. Carbon levels spiked, temperatures soared, ecosystems toppled. At professional workshops, experts tried to guess what natural processes could have triggered such severe global warming. At the dinner parties that followed, they indulged in in less conventional speculation. During one such affair, Schmidt, now the director of NASA's Goddard Institute for Space Studies, couldn't resist the comparison. If modern climate change, oh boy, here we go, unambiguously the product of human industry and the PETM are so alike, he mused, 
Wouldn't it be funny if it was the same cause? His colleagues were charmed by the implication. An ancient race of intelligent, fossil-fueled chickens, lemurs. But, he says, nobody took it seriously, obviously. Until nearly two decades, late, two decades later, he took it seriously himself. Anyway, uh, Worlds Within, uh, one blah, 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 uh, humanity's techno signature. Uh, I don't know. I think this is probably pretty good stuff to, to maybe dive into a little bit. What do you guys think? If uh, we did a show on that this week, uh, the, what about the first advanced civilization on Earth, which, of course, would be uh, Atlantis and Lemuria and uh, Mu, right? I think it's MU, the first continent of Mu, I believe is what it's called. I don't know. Uh, this type of stuff is... Uh, it's neat. It's fun to think about. And uh, there's, there's a lot of evidence that, you know, kind of in the woo circles and the, you know, the, the new age circles that suggests uh, this, uh, this is a, a commonly known thing. Okay. But, uh, you know, as, as far as science is concerned, well, here we go. We've got, uh, you know, we've got the, uh, everything is based on uh, carbon, carbon this and carbon that and global warming because, well, they live it like it's some sort of religion or some shit. But uh, uh, it, instead, we have this. I think this is pretty cool. It's a neat idea. So maybe maybe we'll do that tonight. Uh, why not? It is 420 somewhere after all. <laughs> maybe actually right here on the West Coast it is. But uh, so, yeah, uh, what if we aren't the first advanced civilization on Earth? And again, uh, Zachariah Sitchin and the Anunnaki story. And I mean, there's a lot of stuff here, right? Again, not to say any of that stuff is completely true, but if there are uh, some, some maybe uh, remnants of uh, an ancient civilization, uh, maybe it's Darren Kuyu in Turkey. Maybe it's, right? Maybe there's some, there's some, there's some things that seem to be, uh, yeah, yeah, interesting. Interesting anyway. So uh, if you guys are into that, let me know, and we'll, uh, we'll tack that on to, yeah, so uh, I don't know. I got a couple ideas for tonight, and this is one of them. So uh, I don't know. What do, you, what do you see in the chat? What are you thinking? What are you thinking? What if we aren't the first advanced civilization on Earth? Yeah, yeah. I dig it. All right, let's continue. Let's see. This is, uh, uh, what is this, politics? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. This is funny. This is funny. <laughs> this is funny. All right. Uh, this is from Fox News, the other uh, trusted source of news, which are you know, assholes as well. Uh, Biden says Mansion Cinema being confronted by activists is part of the process. Now, in case you guys haven't been noticing, uh, the there's a deadlock in the Senate because Joe Manchin, I never thought I'd say it, God bless him, is uh, stopping the runaway stupidness from happening in the Senate. And Joe Manchin, of course, he's a Democrat, but he's sort of a centrist Democrat. And he, uh, he, he's, one of, he's been basically uh, with such a thin margin in the Senate, it's a 50-50 split, plus they have the tiebreaker with Kamala Harris, <laughs> who's just a peach, by the way. I'm speaking, I'm speaking. Uh, uh, the, the, so with the, such a slim margin, all they have to do is get one Democrat senator to step out, a step, a step out of the ranks. And uh, I think that's the thing here is that he's that guy because he's more centrist than the rest of these guys. And so uh, guys and gals. So what he's going to do and what he's been doing is he's been blocking so many things they want to just run away with and do all these bills. So uh, so notably, Manchin, uh, Christian Cinema is another one, but Manchin is the main guy because he's basically if he says, nope, I'm not voting for it, guys. They're they're short a vote, and the, the the Republicans vote them down. So, it, which which is funny because you know what's, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Because remember when uh, uh, what's his name? Um, he's he's passed away now. The Arizona senator, what was his name? John McCain. When he he he, he did the same thing. He was the Republican that was like, nope, boop, thumbs down. Obamacare stays, and everybody was like. <gasps> 
Yeah. Well, Joe Manchin's playing that guy for the Democrats now. And I think it's fantastic. Thank you. Somebody has the balls to step up and say, no, you're not going to go spend our grandkids, grandkids money. No, this is no. We need to trim this shit back. Get it right. And he's playing that role. But anyway, so just to brief you in case you didn't know what's actually happening on Capitol Hill. Not like it matters because it's all kabuki theater anyway. But Fox News reports this. Biden says that Mansion Cinema being confronted by activists is part of the process, meaning that there's like people like activists, like like unhinged people, like chasing them into elevators at Capitol Hill, like like yelling at them and right, like uh, harassing them, threatening them, like all kinds of stuff. And, and Biden says it's part of the process. All right. If it's part of the process, Biden, get your ass out there and let people run up on you. And let's see if it's part of the process. Right. Of course, it's not. That's ridiculous. I mean, you know, we have the the rights to redress grievances. OK. However, that doesn't mean running up on like senators in a frickin hallway, chasing them in the elevator, screaming, you're a murderer. You're a murderer. Come on. Like the, the, these activists are out of control. Uh, get organized properly and you don't have to chase people into elevators for crying out loud anyway president biden responded to the confrontations democratic senators joe manchin and kristen cinema have faced in recent days amid their track record of support for critical items in his agenda saying he doesn't think the tactics used against them are appropriate but said it's part of the process oh get owned yep uh so i'd love to have joe biden line up and get chased down the hallway and into the elevator because that would be hilarious to see uh, part of the process bro part of the process here's another one this is creepy as hell creepy as hell mars rivers fox i had a dream a while back biden was chasing me with a gun he managed to run <laughs> uh, running gun biden hey man what does he say come on man yeah yeah, did he try and sniff your hair? <laughs> Just asking for a friend. BBC.com. Here we go. Uh, this one's pretty wild as well. Maybe we'll do one on this. This is pretty cool. I've never heard of this. From BBC Future. The people who claim to hear the Northern Lights. Yeah. Some people have claimed the Aurora Borealis makes discernible crackling, whooshing, or whizzing sounds. Are they highly perceptive, or are the sounds a trick of the mind? It's a question that has puzzled observers for centuries. Do the fantastic green and crimson light displays of the Aurora Borealis produce any discernible sound? Uh, Conjured by the interaction of solar particles with gas molecules in Earth's atmosphere, the aurora generally occurs near Earth's poles, where the magnetic field is strongest. Reports of the aurora making a noise, however, are rare and were historically dismissed by scientists. But a Finnish study from 2016 claimed to have finally confirmed that the northern lights really do produce sound audible to the human ear. One of the researchers involved in the study captured a sound possibly made by the captivating lights that were was estimated to have originated 70 meters or 230 feet above the ground. Still, the mechanism behind these sound remains somewhat mysterious, as are the conditions that must be met for the sound to be heard. My recent research, research takes a look over historic reports of auroral sound to understand the methods of investigating this elusive phenomenon and the process of establishing whether reported sounds were objective, illusory, or imaginary. And this is from an individual named Fiona Amory, uh, published today. Brand new. Brand spanking new. Uh, this is pretty cool. Let's see. Uh, is there actually captured a sound? Let's, let's click this. Oh, yeah, cool. There's, there's supposedly a sound here. Uh, Clap sounds during the Northern Lights sound source 70 meters above ground level. Let's listen to this, because why not? Why the hell not? 
Here we go. Listen carefully. Okay, it's got some science here explaining how maybe they think this is happening with the sound stuff and all the rest of this. The eight-second video is extracted from a set of test recordings that have been collected within the Aurora Acoustics Project 2002 to 2012. It is yet scientifically unproven that this clap sound is related to Aurora Borealis. However, similar events have been detected only during high geomagnetic activity. Play the rest of this. See if we can hear it again. I can't even hear it. Did you hear a sound, like a clapping sound? I heard, like, static. I'll play it again. Just because why the hell not? Yeah, no. All right, let's go back to where it was, right about there. All right, we're supposed to hear a clapping sound. See if you can hear this. Okay, yeah, there was a something there. Anyway, I don't know. Here's the, here's the link if you guys want to put headphones on and, uh, and do the thing. Yeah, just one clap. James heard it. I had to go back and listen three times, but I heard it now. There is something there. There's a... Something like that. So I don't know, but it's a little bit louder. Sounds like two two pieces of wood kind of clapping together. Uh, anyway, uh, so that's what's up. That's what's going on. Uh, I don't know. This is weird, and I think it's cool. I think it's worth thinking about, worth talking about. As you know, which uh, maybe we'll revisit this and uh, incorporate it into some Troubled Minds stuff this week. So as you guys know, the deal is this. We uh, do Troubled Minds Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific, and we do this show Monday and Friday, this Troubled Minds news show Monday and Friday, 3 p.m., exclusively on Twitch, and then it gets cut to uh, YouTube and uh, the podcast feed the very next day. So uh, a couple ways, again, if you, w- you want to support the show, uh, again, you can do it here on Twitch, uh, and it's uh, no additional cost. If you actually have Amazon Prime, you can link up the accounts, all that stuff we've talked about. If you want to listen to our archives, we get paid. I get, they send me money, all right? It's not a lot. It's pennies. But if everybody, when you listen to an archive, if you don't listen on YouTube, if you don't actually, if you listen on Twitch to this archive, it does send me pennies as well because they send ad, they play ads in them. But so if you want to listen back to an archive and you want to help the show and it doesn't make a difference to you, where do you listen? Listen to the podcast feed because I get pennies for if you listen. Listen to the uh, the this on Twitch. I get pennies for the ads they play. Or listen to Rockfin. I get pennies in crypto if you if you listen there. So those are the three places if you want to help support the show and you're just listening anyway. Just listen on those three platforms. I know YouTube's probably more convenient. It's probably a better interface and all the rest of that. But uh, we don't. I don't get paid a penny from YouTube. So uh, those are the three ways. Right here on Twitch, uh, probably the best way is the podcast feed if you if you're choosing. And Rockfin's also good because if you watch over there, it's built on the blockchain. And as you as you get views uh, accumulating, they actually pay out uh, pennies in crypto. So that's what I'm saying. There are ways to actually support the show without actually coming out of your own pocket. If you're going to be listening anyway, please select one of those three platforms and listen there. Uh, in order, podcast feed, Rockfin, and then Twitch in that order. Uh, and uh, like I said, uh, it helps a lot. If, if, if all of us do it and kind of do one particular thing, it, it boosts it. And uh, then, like I said, the sooner we get to a place where it's, it's uh, kind of... Kind 
cutting out a lot of the time I have to spend doing real life, real world stuff. Yeah, Spotify, uh, Fusion 360. Spotify counts as the podcast feed. So Spotify, uh, so the podcast feed includes anything like uh, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, uh, uh, Spreaker, any any of those like uh, Google Podcasts, any of that stuff. So if you're listening on the podcast feed, I do get paid about three pennies or something like that per per episode. Uh, so it is, it is pennies, but like I said, uh, if, if, you know, many people do it, then it does add up. So there you go. Uh, no, so we, I get absolutely nothing from YouTube, not a penny because we've been demonetized from day one. So no. So like I'm saying, if it's all the same to you guys, it, it does make a difference to me and the, not just the resources and budget we have for the show, but the amount of time I'm able to spend doing more stuff like this. Um, so I'd like to do a new show five days a week. I just don't have the time, right? Or maybe split it and do some other stuff, some other interesting things. So as again, as it, if you guys help with those those simple little things and just pick it in that order and watch your archives there, um, it will it will help a lot with uh, growing uh, the budget for Troubled Minds. Okay, so just uh, just FYI, that's what's going on. Want to spread the word on that and thank you again, uh, everybody out there. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for spreading the word. Thanks for caring. I, I, you know. Um, there's just so much hate out there on Twitter and everywhere else. It's just, you know, all the social media, like we were saying, the engagement algorithms, these dickheads are just out there like starting fights and they're like, Oh, look, I'm so good at social media. No, bro. You're just a dick. You're just a dick. That's, that's what it is. Congratulations, dick. Right. I mean, that's come on. Anyway, I'll get off the soapbox. Uh, you guys are the best. Thank you again for hanging out with us. Thanks for being here. Uh, like I said, uh, I will uh, have, have a list. I keep saying this and I keep failing. I will have a list of folks uh, that uh, have subbed up to the show, which I will read. And uh, here's the thing, too. Uh, this week, this weekend, I'm aiming for Sunday. We're going to have a, a bonus show for the folks who have subbed up to the channel as well. Uh, and you guys know how that works. We'll probably do that exclusively on Rockfin. And uh, there you go. So there it is. There it is. Uh, What's up, Fusion 360 says, I love listening to you at work. Helps my day go by. Fantastic. Thank you for listening. Like I said, uh, spread the word. Uh, share the love that uh, there's there's a way to look at the news out there without uh well i was kind of a cynical bastard today but uh you know uh, it, it happens it happens to the best of us doesn't it i try my best not to be like that all the time uh but okay anyway so let's uh let's rock this and let's get the hell out of here we got a show coming up in about uh two and a half hours so i got i gotta get get to it thanks again for hanging out guys this is troubled minds news i'm your host michael strange we'll be back with this particular show troubled minds news on friday 3 p.m pacific but tonight monday tuesday wednesday and Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific, we have Troubled Minds Radio coming to a show near you, uh, a platform near you, I mean, which would be Fringe, YouTube, uh, that would be Twitter, that would be DLive, that would be, what did I miss? Uh... I can't remember. YouTube. Did I say YouTube? Anyway, you guys know where they're at, troubledminds.org. All the platforms are there, and you can follow us there. And uh, there you go. That's what's up. So if you want to be part of that, you'll, you know where to find us. Spread the word. Thanks again for listening. Like I said, uh, I'm honored that you're here because you could be doing so many other things, but you're not. You're here with us, with me, together. And uh, I appreciate that quite a lot. Thank you for listening. Thanks for being part of this, and thank you for listening on those particular platforms that do send me a few cents. A few cents, a few cents, a few cents adds up, and it uh, starts to it's paid for the phone line that's that's a victory we've been in the red for three years paying for the phone line it's like 250 bucks a month for the phone line so right we're in the black it's actually paying for the phone line now 
which is amazing. So that's what I mean. It, it does it does make a very big difference to me because it, this is obviously out of pocket and all the rest of that for a long time now. So so thank you again for uh, hanging out. Thanks for being here. We'll see you tonight at 7 p.m. Pacific. Have a fantastic afternoon, guys. See you in about two and a half hours. time to start firing up the grill from city to shore acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season download the acme app the shop for this season's essentials any way you want open the acme app clip your deals then order your items online an experienced acme associate will carefully select your groceries bag your order and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details